Uh, speaking of money, we were just talking about the fact that the central bank in Canada has once again raised our interest rate, uh, this time by a half a percentage point, bringing it to 4.25%. That is the overnight lending rate from the Bank of Canada, which is an increase of 4% this year. 4% in a year. Uh, that's big, which means debt that you're carrying, especially variable rate debt, uh, credit card debt, things like that, is going to cost you more, bottom line. So it's a little troubling to find out the latest report from Equifax Canada that says consumer debt in this country has really grown up 7.3% from last year in the third quarter to an eye-popping total of 236 trillion dollars in consumer debt. And as we said, it's not getting any cheaper. We're going to chat now with Rebecca Oakes, who is Equifax Canada's head of advanced analytics. Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. 2.36 trillion. I mean, that's a that's a mind-boggling number, up 7.3%. Obviously, Canadians taking on debt uh, a lot more quickly here, aren't they? I mean, they definitely are. I mean, one thing to call out, that number is both mortgage debt and non-mortgage debt. So around three quarters of it is made up of mortgages and the remainder, which is getting close to $600 billion, that's non-mortgage debt. So that's things like credit cards, personal loans and lines of credit, things like that. Yeah. And on average, we're looking at about, what, $21,000 on average for your Canadian in terms of non-mortgage debt, which is, uh, again, very, very high historically. Yeah, that is a high number. It's a high number, yeah. Um, do we know why? Do we? I mean, I guess it stands to reason it's people need to, to borrow to make ends meet. Is, is it that simple? Why are people taking on more debt, do you think? I mean, I think there are a couple of things going on here. I mean, first of all, if you go back to the last couple of years, you know, consumers really actually were quite prudent. We had a lot of lockdowns in many regions. So we actually saw debt levels start to fall, particularly on things like credit cards. Um, so as it's starting to grow again now, some of that is going to be just what we call pent up demand. So, you know, last year was a year to travel. We saw consumers putting, um, you know, things like vacations on their credit cards. So some of it is going to be balances that are, you know, coming from just some of that extra spending on some of the things that we all love to do. Now, the flip to that, though, is that, you know, what, what we are seeing is we're seeing some of that growth on some of the consumers who are a little bit younger. We're seeing that on, on consumers who, you know, maybe have lower incomes. And actually, we do think some of this is going to be due to that high cost of living. And perhaps consumers are starting to put some of their spend on credit because that's all, you know, the only option they really have right now. Yeah. And credit card spending, according to your report, up 17.3% from last year, an all-time high for the period. Now, that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing, right, Rebecca? I mean, taking on debt isn't a bad thing. If it can be managed and you can handle it, everything's okay. But there's some worrying signs in terms of maybe people are having a little trouble managing the debt they've taken on. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things we look at, particularly on credit cards, is something called revolve rate, which sounds like a, a fancy term. But what it really means is we have consumers who spend on their credit card and they pay in full. That's what we call a transactor. And we have consumers who don't pay that balance in full. So they revolve a balance to the next month. Now, what we're seeing is that the, the pay rates, the percentage they are paying, that's starting to drop a little bit for those revolvers. And that is a little bit of an early warning sign that we've seen historically that can mean that Potentially, there's some financial stress that some individuals are starting to get because they start paying less and less uh, on their credit card. Uh, what about, you know, keeping up with the loans or the lines of credit? Or are you starting to see the same sort of things there? Are people defaulting on those now? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the place we're seeing it the most right now is actually on auto loans. And, and that, that is a bit of an industry where, you know, it's been a bit of a challenging time because the, the vehicle manufacturing was low during the COVID months. And we also had some issues with the supply chain. Yeah. So that meant that, meant that those, those prices of vehicles really went up, particularly on used cars. So what that led to was loans were much higher, people were putting them over longer terms, and we're starting to see a lot more missed payments come through on auto loans, particularly those loans that you know were opened kind of back end of last year into the start of this year. They're much higher than normal in terms of missed payments, unfortunately. We were talking earlier about mortgages and uh, the fact that you know uh, a good chunk of this obviously is, is in mortgages, but that's not increasing. In fact, it's dropping, right? When we talk about debt levels rising in the country, that's on the back of consumer debt and you know, not mortgage debt because that's actually coming down as a direct result of what the Bank of Canada has been doing. Well, so mortgage sales are coming down. Mortgage debt is actually still increasing right now. Um, you know, so it's, it's one of those situations where particularly if you have a variable rate mortgage, you're in a bit of a challenging position right now. So what's happening with mortgages because of these huge increases in interest rates we've seen this year, we're hitting what's called a trigger rate. And what that means for variable rate mortgages is for I think it's about half of them, maybe a little bit more now with the with the most recent change. Um, the amount you pay each month isn't enough to cover the interest. Right. Now that that creates a real challenge because either your balance is going to start rising, so you're not actually paying off any of that mortgage anymore, or your payments are going to have to go up. So I mean that's a bit of an immediate challenge, particularly with the latest uh, rise in interest rates. You know, and we see these interest rates rising so quickly. I imagine some of this is still yet to come, right? The impact isn't being felt just yet. We're not, it's not like, okay, so the bank is going to put, put on a pause after today. Everything goes back to the way it was. Yeah, you're anticipating we'll see continued after effects of this well into next year, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you speak to some of the, the best economists in Canada, they are predicting interest rates are going to stay high throughout all of 2023. Um, it might even go up a little bit more than we've seen uh, so far. And it might be 2024 before we start seeing that come down. Now, what they're waiting for, of course, is for inflation to drop back to the target levels. And that, that can take some time, particularly when you have other things at play, you know, like in, in globally, when you look at some of the supply chains that have been impacted by what's happening in Europe, there's lots of things. You know, this isn't a Canada-only thing that's happening right now. This is impacting globally as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Rebecca, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.